This is the Daily Wrestling News for January 31, 2021. It is a special Royal Rumble post-show episode. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. I am joined today by Travis Severance, the salesman of fun. Travis, Rumble's over. Rumble's in the books. We are officially on the road. We, we, yeah, we hopped on the road to WrestleMania. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, everybody, depending on when you're going to get a chance to listen to this. I know we're coming a little off time today, so we appreciate you tuning in in either way. Yeah, and, and no worries. Stay tuned. We will have another episode tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock at our normal time. We have a special guest coming on the show, so mm-hmm. uh, uh, we'll talk about that at the end. But I guess what we want to get, get down to is just... We got the Royal Rumble. It's one of the most, it's the most fun, one of the most fun WWE shows of the entire year. Um, And I guess first things first, Travis, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Uh, I would say thumbs up overall. I would say there were, there were definitely more positives than negatives for a big four. I always get nervous going in. I really want them to come off strong. Um, And I felt this Rumble was more enjoyable to me, I guess, than last year's Rumble for sure. I, so this is big praise coming from <laughs> coming from you. <laughs> uh, you're pretty. You typically, I mean, if, if folks listen to this show, Travis is pretty critical of WWE. So uh, the fact that I only gave you three choices: up, down, or in the middle, and you chose up. That's that's praise, I think, for the show. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I from the Facebook comments in the group. I don't think I loved it as much as some of the other people. But for me, on an WWE production that wasn't an NXT uh-huh. thing, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so we had, uh, we're going to go through match by match and talk about things and we'll kind of spitball what we think about in terms of, um, okay, what does this implication mean for the biggest show of the year? Um, but the show kicks off, uh, first of all, it was a five match show, mm-hmm. or a six match show. And, um, the women's tag team title match was on the kickoff show. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler getting the W over Oscar and Charlotte Flair in 10 and a half minutes. The only title change of the night. Um, but I kind of saw that coming because I really think that Asuka and Charlotte are on a collision course for each other anyway. So Yeah, and you know, usually I think there are times when I'm critical when WWE doesn't do a good job setting up a story and stuff like that, and it became pretty obvious for the last couple of weeks that both Charlotte and Asuka were definitely headed in different directions with their with their different feuds and stuff. Um, and, and what I enjoyed about the pre-match was the interview. They even set that up. The gal interviewed both of them and said, hey – it seems like both of you guys are really got your minds on other things, you know, between Lacey and you and between you and Alexa and it set it up, you know, sometimes that premonition, not everybody enjoys that going into a match. Cause it can, if it goes chalk, it reads like, Oh, you told us what the finish was, but I mean, wrestling is all about not necessarily knowing what the finish is going to be. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with the, the and, and I'm not, I don't always love a gimmick finish, but I felt like this gimmick finish was done as well as it could have been done. Um, Rick and Lacey came down to interrupt the match. Lacey went for the initial distraction. That wasn't enough to give the other team the pin. Rick gives her the loaded glove and then she finishes that way. I thought that's about as good as a gimmick finish as you can possibly do for that match. So, um, after seeing that match, I was like, man, you know, that could have been a good main card match, actually. Yes. Um, yeah. And I know the girls, the girls in it had to work the rumble and stuff, which is probably why they let them go on earlier. Um, and we didn't really see, well, Sasha obviously didn't come out for the rumble, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, overall for, for a pre-match match, pretty good. Um, and I'm not the biggest proponent of Nia Jax's work, and I thought she was fine in the match as well. Yeah, I think... Um... 
like you said, all, all, all everybody's got kind of their own storylines they're going down. Um, Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans clearly have to to get a match in at some point. Yes, there's a lot of time between now and WrestleMania. Yeah, I really see this year a, a Charlotte Oscar rematch from 34. But you gotta get through Lacey Evans first, because that's that's clearly the next big program. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're gonna blow that thing off at Lacey. In in my notes, I've got not necessarily where it is. Like, I think it's obvious where we're gonna see Charlotte go from here. That Lacey situation. As far as the Oscar situation, who knows? Are we gonna go back to um, dealing with Alexa or not? But I I don't know where you go with this tag team champs now. We spent kind of the last month sort of breaking up a little bit. And then we sent a little bit of time in the rumble breaking up a little bit. And yeah. now they've got the belts. Like, are we going to go back to another storyline with Mandy and Dana again? Cause it's not like the women's division has a whole ton of tag teams lined up for them. You know, sure. so I, I just don't know what they do with that. I hope it doesn't turn into a situation like we've seen with the men's tag team where occasionally we see them come on here and there. Yeah. Um, because having, I, I enjoy Shayna's work and not seeing her out there working, I think is a detriment to that, to that show for sure. Yep. And as you see, I put up a, a comment from one of our listeners, Michael Campbell, not entirely thrilled with the way the match ended, but, um, you know, it's, that's the storyline they're going with at the moment, but I think getting the belts off of those, of those two was the right move. We, we move forward. I think everybody's got big programs and big things coming up. So. Yep. Okay. We get to main show time. Uh, the show opens with the WWE Championship match. I wasn't terribly surprised by this, um, although, uh, you know, they because they, they didn't have very many matches. So you start with like a big important one um, and a two and a half minute one. Uh, it wouldn't be much of a break at any other point in the show. So you start with this one. I can actually probably go move for move here with my notes. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Yeah. Goldberg and McIntyre got in a hot start. McIntyre give, gave Goldberg a headbutt and a spear. Things spilled to the outside. Goldberg speared McIntyre through the barricade. Back in the ring, the bell rang. Goldberg ran directly at McIntyre. Drew hit a claymore. Goldberg ducked a second claymore, hit two spears. McIntyre kicked out. Goldberg hit a jackhammer. McIntyre kicked out. Drew hit a claymore. Pinfall victory. So the face, the face that Goldberg made when he kicked out of the jackhammer was both amazement and then what do I do next because I only really have those two moves. Right. So yep. he, I did the spear to him, and then I did the jackhammer to him. I don't know what to do in this wrestling ring now. Where do I go from here? How do I take this home? So, yeah, yeah I mean, your commentary was about as long as the match was. Um, you know, they spent. They, I, it felt like they showed every minute of every second that Bill spent on TV the last two weeks building to this match um, beforehand. The match was what I thought it was. I was, I guess, I was just happy overall that Drew was the one that ended up coming through. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I honestly, when you get Goldberg in there, as Vincent is kind of indicating here, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, you want you don't want a marathon match with Goldberg. You want less than five minutes. You want it all action, big move, big move, big move. Yep. That's what WrestleMania match was, and you know what? If you if you turned away, you missed a lot. And yeah, so, you're not going to see him go Zack Saber on us or anything like that, no. and you're not going to see him high fly. And he's going to come in and do Goldberg stuff. Um, the only thing I guess I would be critical about Goldberg, not that it's necessarily his fault, but it does seem like this felt like a last minute thing they decided to put together. And I think when we get to the Rumble winner, I think there's a reason for that. He didn't look as in shape as he typically does when he comes out. Yeah, he's a year older than he was last year and stuff like that. But it seemed like they kind of just 
through this program together to make something happen for this big event. And the match was what the match was. I was glad they shook hands at the end, but I don't think that's the end of Bill Goldberg and WWE ring. Yeah, I was wondering that. I posed that in the conversation thread. I thought it might be just through the way they were doing that, like respectful handshake or whatever at the end. Um, John DeCani chiming in. He was worried about that when that jackhammer went up that Goldberg might get the W. And I had a lot of scenarios planned out in my head. If Goldberg won, I was rationalizing how we could get something good out of that because you could put Drew in the program with Roman or whatever like that. But I was right there with John in that moment. I'm like, oh, this could be it. You know, so, and you know what? The other thing too is it it is nice to see what was interesting is you see Drew nose up Goldberg in the ring. Drew is an intimidating fella. That gives you a real perspective for vintage viewers and stuff like that on how much of a monster Bill Goldberg was. And Mm -hmm. now you've got Drew, the current champion in the ring, looking big and strong and beating him cleanly after getting pummeled at the, at the beginning of the match. So, you know, I think for, for a couple of losses that Drew's taken in the last 12 months, this win is pretty solid. Um, You know, it's something that we couldn't necessarily see Brock do and some of the other people that Goldberg kind of came in and ran through on their first go around. So it does make Drew look a lot stronger. And I think that's good overall for the brand. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Afterwards they hugged past Goldberg said he passed the test. Goldberg walked away while Drew, you know, posed with the belt for a little bit. Um, and then the next match on the card is Sasha Banks and Carmella for the SmackDown Championship. Um, at the five-minute mark, uh, Carmella started trying to tie Sasha's hair to the ropes. Wasn't terribly successful in that endeavor, but um, it would have been a fu- fun visual if she. <laughs> so, so I had that in my notes too. Um, what a great heel thing to do! I can't think of a time when I remember a heel tying tying a face's hair into the ropes. Uh, really good cool spot in that um one of the brighter spots i think of the match overall for sure um yeah mellow went for that suicide dive and i was pretty scared i i you know what i had i had visions of cody rhodes um at full gear smashing his head into the ramp because mm-hmm. boy i thought she was going to reverse scorpion herself there and who knows she may have um i Reggie getting tossed during the match was kind of confusing to me. It didn't seem like, like I've certainly seen people and we see it later in the show do a lot worse things on the outside of the ring. As far as getting involved in the match to get tossed, it seemed like a weird reason or a weird spot to have him. I don't know if they're trying to make, you know, they're, they're trying to make it so that he really matters and stuff. But um, yeah, I would agree, Vincent, the dive looked, the dive was a little bit on the sketchy side for sure. And, and you can tell it's not something that, that Carmella does. It feels like to me, they're putting her in a spot where she's athletic and she's, she's reasonable on the mic and stuff like that. But I'm not sure if she's ready to do some of the spots they have her doing in with the more seasoned girls. Um, obviously she's got a great look, um, fun character and stuff, but I, I, she might, it might be a little early. This, Sasha having the Louis Vuitton gear. I appreciated that. She came out with some real quality gear on tonight. That was nice to see. Initially, I saw the brown. I'm like, what's she doing? And then, of course, okay, it's Louis Vuitton. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a pass. So, well, you know, you know, Sasha's husband makes her gear. So I think, that yeah, was, yeah, he did a good job. Nice. Yeah, very, very classy. Um, Banks went for a frog splash. Mella put her knees up. Sasha went for another top rope move. Mella uh, hit two super kicks for a near fall. Ultimately, Banks locked in the bank statement for the submission victory. Sasha walks away with the SmackDown championship. So there you have it. We had some back to, backstage fun with the New Day and Sami Zayn. Um, 
Kofi Kingston made a made an appearance, his only appearance on the show. I thought he might accompany Woods and Big E down to the ring, but just by the way they were talking, yeah, uh, that didn't happen. Um, the funny the funny line from from Woods was, uh, I don't know, when he told Sami Zayn to step aside. You know, joking aside, he says, "No, yeah, really, yeah. aside, aside, <laughs> yeah, move yeah. yourself." I mean, I and I appreciate callback. They had the Brody tights on too. Yes. Um, it is sad to not see Kofi in the Rumble because he's got so many. I mean, even their highlight reels building into the the Rumble, the the little uh, segue that they do had so many spots with Kofi saving himself in different ways. So not having him as part of the Rumble um, is a sad thing. I was appreciative that none of the other people in the Rumble tonight um, tried to pick up that mantle. They kind of yeah. left it to his thing and they respected that he's the guy that finds interesting ways to work himself back into the match. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, Bad Bunny performed Booker T. Um, Booker T stood there uh, <laughs> until the end. and Yeah. Line, but, you know, yeah, I... It, it wasn't something for me, but I don't think it was aimed at me, so that's fine. No, I think I think between this and the victory, uh, Mexican beer, Rey Mysterio call out in the middle of the rumble, they're obviously trying to go for some of that Latin audience. I think they're losing some of that viewership between the AAA stuff that's come out and a lot of the AEW stuff has been working with that mm-hmm. um, Latin Hispanic audience. Um, yeah, the it, it felt like a mess. I think it would have been better if Bad Bunny was somebody that had a more popish song that people yeah. were familiar with that you could kind of platform that into. It certainly wasn't, you know, Rage Against the Machine doing DX's song or Motorhead doing Triple H's song. This is Bad Bunny doing a song that's pretty unrecognizable without anything like, you know, it's not what they're doing with the Super Bowl the weekend where everybody knows his song. So I thought I, I could see what they're doing from a marketing standpoint, but it felt like it was flat even with his involvement in the show later. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, you know, it was there, and I'm sure that it did appeal greatly to to somebody that they were trying to hit. Sure, just wasn't me. But uh, yeah, um, Tempe ch- chiming in with the no Kofi crazy rumble spot, no Casey crazy rumble spot, which was which was a bummer. I I did miss seeing Casey. We were about to talk about the women's rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey is fun. We had we did have Naomi the entire match, but she also I guess I don't know if it's because she's just coming back. Um, from surgery or whatever, but uh, she didn't do any of her funky stuff either, really. Lots yeah, of yeah, we didn't stuff. see her on the outside of the ring like usual, you know, last year. And it, you know, not having the crowd there certainly takes away from those spots. But I'll agree with Tempe, a hundred percent. Not seeing Casey, given some of the decisions that they made on the women from NXT to bring in, um, was curious to me, especially after all the likes and the views that she got from that finisher. That's I still don't even like. It reminds me of the first time I saw, you know, Petey Williams do the Canadian Destroyer, just out of control oh the um the corkscrew the corkscrew spin i don't even know what the thing star is phoenix backsplash thing press thing. yeah <laughs> yeah very interesting yeah when you're oh, a ninja cool. warrior i guess you can do those things yeah the um okay so we had the 30 woman royal rumble went 58 minutes 45 seconds uh jerry lawler on commentary had, yeah, which was interesting because there was some there was some conversation that his contract had expired and that went yeah. through the dirt sheets and stuff like that. So apparently, it that's he either signed another one or at least came in for this show. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we had some alumni and we had a whole bunch of NXT um, NXT people in the Rumble. I have it down as Shotzi Blackheart, uh, Rhea Ripley, even though it's pretty well confirmed that she's moving to the, the main roster. Santana Garrett, Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, and Ember Moon. On the alumni side, I got Alicia Fox, Jillian Hall, Victoria, Tori Wilson. Mickey James is kind of an in-between area because she's kind of an active still, but um, 
Yeah, and I don't know where Nikki Cross sits these days either. Um, she, I was kind of surprised to see her um, as well, but she was definitely there. Well, if you blinked, you didn't. Uh, you know, no, she, she wasn't there, there for very long. Right. I really thought we'd see some interaction between her and Alexa Bliss, um, but Bliss was in there shortest of all. Really, you know, she came in way late. She was a, a part of my pick for the final four. She didn't make it. Um, I guess yeah, we they did. Like Bianca Belair won this thing. Bianca Belair won. Yeah. Um, I have liked her work since she's moved over. Um, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea and it is weird when you transition somebody from a super heel on the NXT brand to bring them over to uh, the main roster and you see him as a face. But the reality of it is main roster, there's no shortage of heels. Right. Uh, like everybody on the bigger side of things outside of Asuka who has just turned face. Remember folks, we had her spitting mist in people's faces a couple of months ago. Yeah. So like trying to find a face to put on that brand and Sasha just turning after being buried by Bailey as well. So like they're trying to create some reason for conflict to happen and you got to do it with somebody. Um, and I, I, I thought, I mean, they, they might've overset her up, right? Like I called it a couple of weeks ago that I thought that she was going to win. Um, they did a lot of things and they certainly showed her in a lot of the vignettes leading up to it and stuff like that. So it felt like it was super chalky for her to win. Um, but I, I'm not, uninterested in seeing her and what she can do. She's athletic and a good wrestler. So um, really good outing from uh, Rhea Ripley. Yep. Seven eliminations tonight, yeah. which, which led, led all women in the, in the, in the match, which, which is, which is insane for, um, I have for the town down for six Baszler at six. And I got Bianca and Naya in third place with four, four. apiece. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that was the top three for the night as far as eliminations go. Um, surprises out of me. I'm right there with you. I was surprised that Alexa got tossed out, but then I wasn't surprised that it was Ripley because maybe they're just moving into that program. Yeah. Rhea's going to come out now. I also like, like the idea of Rhea Charlotte another go. Sure. Yeah. Rhea, Rhea Charlotte another go would be great. Um, I think I, the, my only challenge with Rhea Alexa is, we, again, we've got this David versus Goliath thing, but we've got the sheened at least on the other side so that can be, be – I can suspend my disbelief that this woman that's you know two foot taller than the other woman and just jacked and a powerhouse badass um, can get it beat up by some supernatural stuff. So we'll see. So um, the final four, the final four on the women's side – was Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, who had drew 30. She pretty much had to just get past one person, I think, by the time she got out. Yeah, there was only five or six people in the ring oh. by the time she got in. And Bianca. Now, uh, Lana, also late in the game, surprise. She uh, you know, she she came out. I think some, I think we've had that called. Jonathan Connie on the Essential Wrestling Podcast called her as coming in fifth place. And you know what? She came in in fifth place. So <laughs> yeah, John, John's a legend. I, you know, and, and she wasn't even a name until I was listening to you guys on your banter the other day. Talk about it. it wasn't a name that I thought about because we hadn't seen her in weeks. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other surprise for me really, and she, I know she was a bracket buster for you guys, but Bailey, yeah, she, you know, she was effective. She was in the ring early on. She certainly carried the first, you know, third of the match, but then kind of unceremoniously eliminated by Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Okay. So, so at least there's a storyline behind that, but man, it's so, you know, it just, she just got eliminated and yeah. then we moved on with our lives, you know, it, 12th it elimination. So she didn't make it. Yeah, she wasn't even halfway home as far as eliminations go. So that was a, that was certainly a surprise to me. Um, the fact that it's Bianca is okay. Cause it's going to set up a story continued story with the two of them. So that's fine. 
Yeah, I but I, I do hope, you know, a lot of times there's, uh, they make these people defend their right to challenge and stuff like that as you get through. I, you know, I spent, give me the time, let's spend the time on building up Bianca for this match. You mm-hmm. know, if she's got to defend it, let's not have her lose it. Let's just have yeah. a strong victory. Yeah. Well, so my concern too, they, they went through two different iterations of it. They said, and the last four Rumble winners have all won the title. So, like, that kind of feels like a harbinger to the results for this year. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully that doesn't say, okay, well, we need to reset this and have both of the Rumble challengers lose. But it was interesting that they decided to call back to that. The last four Rumble winners had won titles in a row. So we'll yeah. see, I guess. It's funny. Vincent brings up this, and I think what he's talking about is Bailey's elimination because Bailey, it wasn't even on camera. They had to do – Oh, had yeah. To, yeah. They had to find yep. a clip. <laughs> so, yeah, they, that's right. Somebody else yeah. was coming down to the ring um, in, in the middle of that thing, or they were beating on – like, I think that was when Shayna and I had gotten eliminated and were beating on people on the outside or whatever. And yeah, it was – It was. <laughs> it did. they had to go back and, and rerun the clip. And here's the elimination. Yeah, it was – Now, it was uh, when Julian Hall walked out, were you like – did your heart sink a little bit? <laughs> oh. So so it didn't, it didn't. Even in my notes, I put down, I thought the Billy Jilly was cute. That was good, yeah. Um, Billy Jilly, great thought, comedy. I know. thought that was as good as you can do um, with the two of them. And then the other part that I liked is when they were in the ring and they were fighting together and Ruby came in, Billy points to, to and says, she's cool. Yeah. Don't, don't eliminate her. She's cool. And like, Ruby wants nothing to do with them. <laughs> like they start beating on one corner and Ruby moves over to the other corner. Like, you know, I don't want the stinky kid in the playground with me sort of thing. You know, <laughs> it was very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it's kind of like, it's definitely aimed at being comedy and it is comedy, but it's, it's kind of nicely played and it's not overdone. So I, I like it. Yeah. I mean, and it, it works for, for Billy for sure. Like she's kind of this over the top, easy to like i think her accent helps it out a lot too so yeah there you overall go. overall i thought it was a i thought it was a fine rumble um you know we didn't we certainly didn't see any of the big superstar surprises that i think some of us thought no. we were going to see no yeah. becky lynch we saw no ronda rousey so maybe they're holding some cards back for that um well that fast lane pay-per-view has got to be a big one because that's yeah, the first I, on peacock so it could be that they announced some big things for that i think so i think so I think you got to see they got to go into that with a really a really hot start and a good card for something that you know the February pay per view or whatever or the March pay per view is is usually kind of forgettable. So well, just to just to make sure we make uh, force people to figure out the technology. Right? Yeah, hundred percent technology switch. And if it's a if it's a lame show, they're like, yeah, I'll I'll figure it out for Mania. But yeah, and you don't want lack of viewership there for sure. Yeah, no, they want to hit the gates running. I think which is good for us as wrestling fans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no tie, no Tessa. You're right, T- Tempe. Um, I don't know. I was surprised, no Taya. Less surprised, no Tessa, because I think think there's still a shot that he she ends up at AEW. But um, we'll see. AEW has a different kind of moral code, so maybe not. Um, but, yeah. but no, no Taya was strange to me. I would have liked to see Taya. Um, I think I think if they had brought out Taya, it would have made Ripley's performance tonight less substantial because they would have had to play her up a yeah. little bit more. And I think the focus here was create a star out of Bianca. Let's get Rhea really big so that we can transition her to the main roster and give her a reason. So the Rumble kind of this year felt like it was sort of setting up the two of them for for a run for the next 12 months and being accepted by the broader fan base. Um, you know, the other thing is Shayna Baszler in that tag team with Nia Jax, she always plays second fiddle. Always. Mm-hmm. 
But in these Royal Rumbles, you know, this one included Shayna Baszler, I think, was the bigger star in the Rumble. Yeah, Shayna's a machine. She's yeah. she's a machine. She can go with anybody. She can wrestle up. She can wrestle down. That was another thing, too, that I had in my notes. Um, the chain wrestling start with Bailey or somebody started some chain wrestling in the beginning of that match and i was pretty impressed with it or maybe that was the women's tag match that they started out chain wrestling yeah i think that's what it was but yeah, it was pretty good it was it was good movement and and Shayna definitely is is really good at that so it's nice to see somebody kind of hang in that realm um tony storm i thought could have been more prolific she didn't have an elimination at all she went out fourth like she was in seventh like yeah that wasn't much of a showing from our uk star tony time first thrown out by rhea ripley so it's like that's fine um, you know you get the juggernaut boss uh payback for all the sins of my past we're a new person (laughs) i'm on the main roster now you nxt people get out of my way (laughs) yeah yeah for sure for sure definitely um after the match bianca belair gets her in-ring promo with Bianca, uh, with Kayla Braxton, you know, through tears and thanking her mom, dad, and Montez Ford. Um, so good, good baby face promo. Not everybody's um, in the wrestling community community is happy with Bianca's mic skills, but I think that was a good uh, baby face promo at the end and, um, you know, emotional and stuff. So I think it's as good as you're going to see on a, on a young gal like that with her first real big stage situation on a big four pay-per-view going into a mania match. Um, I think after the part that 55 minutes after wrestling 55 minutes in the ring with a bunch of people, there's probably a bit of, um, uh, imposter syndrome that kicked in. Like the tears sure. were definitely real. I think the only part that annoyed me about that segment was instead of keeping the camera on her the entire time, they decided to cut and go to the Snickers sponsoring WrestleMania yeah. thing. Like, come on. It's like, you can do that 30 seconds after the words or whatever, or cut down in that. But aside from that, I thought overall well-earned and stuff. And we'll see. You know what? If she falls flat and she sucks as a wrestler in the next 12 months, then maybe I'm wrong on that. But I don't I don't see it happening. I think maybe the hair will go before her talent goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other point. I don't typically cover 24-7 championship title defenses or anything. Because <laughs> why um, would you? Yeah, but uh, but there was a twenty four seven championship. Now my wife popped them, huge actually. when Alicia Fox came out, so you know she got a little title reign in the middle of the show. So yeah, yeah, I was annoyed at first that the twenty four seven was showing up in the middle of the women's match. Like, gosh, just leave the women alone, let them do their thing. But the fact that the title change happened there and then it changed back. I mean, changing again to the commentator on the side and the post match in the middle of the thing was not my favorite, probably. Yeah, ever. Um, but we'll see how that goes. It did pull away when you had all those other people, but, but you know what? It didn't pull away for long and we got back to the business. Of exactly. Yep. So yep. all good. Um, the next thing after the, so, so Bianca wins from the Ric Flair position, number three, that's where mm-hmm. Flair went from in 92. Yep. Um, so, uh, I guess the question we should ask is I should ask before we move on, who she go after? Does she go straight for Sasha Banks? Does she go for... Asuka, what, what, how do we think this is going to play out? NXT title? I, I, so this one I'm definitely more up in the air about. I feel pretty good about knowing where I think the men's are going to go, but I, I don't, I'm not positive what's going to happen here. I, I, I mean, because you've got, you've got Sasha face, you've got Asuka face, and NXT is Io Shirai. Yeah, for now. But I don't, I don't think we see, like, 
it'd be weird to play it back and do that again. Correct. Correct. Um, so, so I, my, my, my gut says Sasha, because they'll want to keep that on SmackDown with this new, you know, up and coming talent and star and stuff like that, instead of moving over to raw and stuff, but maybe they want to mix it up and have her, you know, wrestle against some of the girls on the other side of the, the other side of the roster. Um, we'll see. John chimed in with, you know, if you're going to have, if Bianca has to defend her title guarantee, crazy non-ending triple threat at Mania, Sasha, Bailey, Bianca. I could see that. It'd be interesting. I, I thought we were going to go Bailey, Sasha for sure. Um, so maybe, maybe Bianca is a, just kind of a third person in that, in that situation. Yeah. Triple threats aren't my favorite in Mania, but I could certainly see it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and you know these champions. I mean, like we said, there's a lot of time between now and April, so we may not still be holding those belts. Right. Um, okay, let's move on. Next thing we saw was Miz and Morrison with Bad Bunny. Um, they want to be friends. They want to collaborate. You know everything. Uh, Bad Bunny's not really wanting any part of that. Booker T was there lurking in the back as Miz and Morrison were bad mouthing him. When Booker T slammed that door, I thought for sure three or four seconds later he was going to open it back up and say "sucker," but he didn't. So. He didn't. He didn't do that. Yeah. Um, so so Miz, Miz to me, as a fan, is the the worst part of the show. Anytime he's on there, um, there was a dislike that I had for Seth Rollins before he went out for for his paternity leave for the baby and stuff. And I I just felt like they just kept going back to the well on him. And 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 Miz is sitting in that spot for me. I don't. I don't think he deserves the camera time. He's not funny. Like I know what heels are. I love heels. I prefer heels over baby faces all day. And it just, it, it, it hasn't been working. It hasn't been funny. I haven't found it um, entertaining in, in months now. So I, I'd really like to see something move on. And maybe it's the, you know, the money in the bank nonsense or whatever the case may be, or the, Hey, Hey, ho, ho. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but I just can't click with him. And I love heels. I actually think that it would help if he just moved on from the different storyline. You know, sure. he, and he's been carrying that briefcase around. The idea of him stealing the briefcase from Otis was annoying to begin with, and you know, and so well, now, just just be a tag team with Morrison, right? Yeah. Like, go back to that. Don't don't pretend that you're going to actually be any threat in the singles realm right now, <laughs> because you can't hold the rest of those guys' tights that are on the top ends of the card right now. It's just that that's not that's not reality. No, and, and we saw it. Morrison actually is a better performer in ring from the match on Monday oh, yeah. than, than Miz is. So, like, if anything, he's holding back John Morrison if I had to make a call. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would I would agree with that. Um, but let's move on. Peter Rosenberg, he gets a, he is the current 24-7 champion. He, he rolled up our truth after a low blow. Moving on. Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, uh, last man standing match for the Universal Championship. I thought this was a good match. 24 minutes, 52 seconds. Um, I, I may be thinking a lot of it because I recently rewatched Edge versus Orton at Mania, which lasted. Uh, the official clock time is 36 minutes, but I'm telling you, I thought I was watching it for about three days. Yeah. Um, so Edge was, versus Orton dragged. I remember that. Yes. They were up on top of the, all the equipment and stuff like that, yes. and it dragged forever. Um, I certainly didn't pop for this match as much as the people in the comments on Facebook did. And probably the reason why is just two days ago, I watched a last man standing match from Royal Rumble 2016 that opened the show. And that was Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose inside an arena in a last man standing. And that match was phenomenal. And they didn't have set up trampolines and all kinds of bullshit that they were roaming around and jumping off of that were set up. So like anybody that wants to come in and talk about the AEW stampede 
match or any of those things where they just have, you know, a whole playground of stuff set up and they're hitting their spots and stuff like that. That goes nuts for this match. This was the same match and they took a bunch of spots from those matches. I don't care that that was the the case. Um, I thought it was as good a match as they could have done minus the last three minutes of the match. Yeah. Yeah. You're not the only person who thought that. Jeff Johnson wrestling sound off. There you go, Jeff. hundred percent. And and that's the risk you run. You get those gimmick cuffs out there. You and then you got the commentators running. Oh, you know what? He can't get to his feet. He's going to be down. And then it takes Heyman a couple of extra seconds. They shouldn't have brought out that second ref until Heyman had those handcuffs off because now you have the commentary team going, Oh, he's gotten to a base. Well, he was at a base the entire time before. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that the uh, the whole referee was counting and then he wasn't counting. And yeah. Wasn't so he got to six and then they pull him off screen. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like- What's Kevin Owens doing? But you know, I, the golf cart thing, um, it was different. It was, it, you know, it, obviously everybody, even in the conversation thread, everybody thought of uh, the Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara spot, right? Immediately. Yeah. It wasn't, it was slightly different, but it's really hard not to invoke that. Um, and then when, when I saw the forklift, I'm like, oh my God, here's halftime heat from 1998. We're going to have the mankind or the rock pin mankind, you know? Well, I mean, that was the Hardy spot where Hardy concussed himself against Sammy too. They just went through a table instead, you know? I mean, Kevin landed that swanton much better than Matt did and stuff like that. You know, I thought overall spots were good. I thought the match was great. Uh, I didn't, you know, I'm not going to give it to Dave Meltzer five and a half stars in the Tokyo Dome. I would say that it was a good three and a half, four star match for me. I thought it was as good as what I thought it was going to be. Um, all things considered, which and I, you know, I, I know people love Kevin Owens, but I think he's still, even despite all that love, I still think he's underrated. Oh, well, that'll I, happen. everything he did. I mean, those, those were like, those could be very dangerous moves and they all looked very good. Well-performed. I didn't, wasn't like concerned that he was going to be dead when it was over. Even if that's him getting tossed off the, the second floor of the monitors and also him coming off of that uh, forklift of the Swanton. Those could have been ugly. And for and, as many matches as he's been in the WWE, where he's been in stuntman matches, yeah. I have never seen a spot where I thought to myself, "Kevin's going to hurt himself," or "Kevin's going to hurt his opponent." And yeah. given the amount of things that he's fallen off of and jumped through and done that stuff on, and given his body composition, yes. that's pretty amazing. Yes, you know, like overall, you know, hats off to him and and, and Roman for for uh, a match that I thought Kevin could have had a chance to win. I did too. I, you know, that was the thing. And I'll I take didn't that think as a so win. going in. I didn't think so going in. But as we got late in that match, I was like, okay, maybe it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. then, you know, th- th- they got other plans for Roman, which is fine too. I think um, my only surprise coming out of the match was there's no Jay Uso. We didn't we didn't see an Uso yeah, anywhere in the show. Jay, Jay was advertised for the Rumble. Um, and one of the original people, he was supposed to win it and go, uh, you know, beat Drew McIntyre and they'd have both belts. And silently, he just wasn't on the show. Yeah, no him, no Keith Lee. So I'm wondering if COVID didn't creep in and get both of those guys because I, Mia, Mia Yim had quietly announced after she was badgered a little bit that she had COVID. So, so I bet you, I bet you that's what we see for those two because not having him on the show after they built it up for a couple of months seems very strange. And I would guess that he was probably in Hurricane spot. Yeah, could be. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, when uh, when Hurricane came out, I came out. I was like, oh, you know what? Hurricane was in the last AEW pay per view too. <laughs> so, I had that in my notes. How many guys actually without contracts for either for either company have been in both of the companies? You know, pay per views in the last twelve months, and yeah. Hurricane's probably the only guy. 
Yeah, I think maybe. Um, so main event time, uh, 30 man Royal rumble, uh, edge and Randy Orton were announced as one and two on backstage, uh, last night. And here they were one and two. And man, when Randy Orton left early in the match, I said to myself, Oh man, he's going to win it. He's going to win it. That's, that's all there is to it. I thought absolutely no chance. Anything else happens. He I'm getting ready. I'm in the living room doing this as they're taping up his knee and doing the things like I'm already celebrating. I've got, I've got the camera out. I'm getting ready to take the pictures and really mark out on Facebook. I was ready to go. Well, there you go. Um, so, so it wasn't, it wasn't uh, uh, Randy Orton winning uh, again. Don't want to bury the lead here. Edge got the win. Here's your Royal Rumble winners, Bianca Belair and Edge. They uh, they took things home tonight. Uh, good for them. Uh, Edge hasn't won the Royal Rumble in 11 years, as we were told on the show. So, and Bianca uh, wasn't born 11 years ago, so it makes yeah, sense. There you go. Um, in terms of surprises in this one, considerably less. Now that's not really that surprising because we had uh, far more people announced ahead of time, but we did have Damian Priest making it what appears to be his main roster debut here. Um, you can kind of tell the difference between a main roster debut and a NXT guy that's participating. Well, what's interesting is he was the only NXT guy in the entire Rumble. Right. They didn't bring in a single NXT performer, nope. which I thought was odd given how many of the women that we ended up seeing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think without a doubt this moves him into there. And based on his performance in the ring and how many eliminations he had and stuff like that, yeah, they're, they're putting him in a position to, to fight against somebody for sure. Um, I, I enjoyed the opener um because it really harkened back to like royal rumbles previously which royal rumbles before it wasn't this gray kind of melange of everybody for themselves they still played face and heel so mm -hmm. when edge when edge came out to the ring and the first three participants were randy sammy and and yeah. ali the heels beat on the face thank you right we let's okay let's team up and let's kick on this guy let's kick this guy's face in and the fact that they stayed with a little kayfabe like that and we didn't see a quick turn until there were enough people that randy could rko everybody in the in that zip code um it was good to see the the heels kind of beat on the face for a little bit that was a cool kind of a throwback for sure it's funny uh, jeff hardy was the fifth guy so that's the the big face to make the save of course he was the first guy thrown out and i bring that up because it's kind of I don't know if it's funny, but I have heard in the past that people uh, in Jeff himself saying, you know, I, I want that big main event at WrestleMania. Well, getting tossed out first in the Rumble is not, not they, they, Yeah, he's he's just been buried. Like, the poor guy, poor guy. doesn't have it. And, like, you know, not for nothing, it's interesting because we see Christian come out tonight. And Christian looks impeccable. And we see Edge, who looks obviously good, who are the same age or older than what Jeff Hardy is. And Jeff Hardy's, you know doesn't maintain the body like he like he could apparently based on what some of these other guys are doing um so yeah, the, yeah. Been, since you brought up christian the, the only alumni with alumni we had in this were hurricane christian and carlito oh. we talked about hurricane before and christian now you know, maybe christian he's on the active roster but kane the big round machine yes. is also out too yep yep was, with some uh, eliminations too yeah right. two more eliminations to add to his um his world title when it comes to that tonight. Um, it's funny. Um, they announced him as, you know, he had been in 17 previous, so he was in an 18 spot. It was his 18th rumble. Uh, Al Carl will tell you that he's he been in two was, more. 
he has two more. One is fake Diesel, and one is the demented dentist, Isaac Yankum. Yeah, Isaac Yankum. Um, Vincent making a point. Christian was in there for a long time. I agree. Christian, when I saw him come out, I said, okay, well, let's watch and see what he does because if he does punch, kick, never leaves the ground, never leaves his feet until he gets thrown over, I'm like, okay, well, he's really not not ready to compete. He's just like going to do a, a little spot um, just to get a pop or whatever. But he was in there for a long time. I still didn't yeah. really see him do anything too dangerous, but he did it on prettier. You know, he got thrown around a little bit. A couple of unprettiers, and I saw a bunch of the young guys when they came in take an opportunity to get a move in on him because you don't know how many you're going to get. So the younger guys, when they kind of came into the ring and stuff, Ricochet and whatnot, wanted to mix it up with him um, and make sure that they got something on him. But, yeah, I think he was in the ring for about 20 minutes. I, too, thought we were going to see an edge spot one way or another with him, and that was kind of going to be the end of it. And then, like, it's getting down to it. That ring's pretty empty. (laughs) And, like, there he is in his green tights still, you know? Like, I mean – and I, I guess it's just one of those things where, you know, he was a guy who was just a workhorse his entire career, even the time when he was in TNA and stuff like that. They trust him, obviously. Um, the other person, I, I thought Carlito came in and Carlito looks like he's about 40 pounds heavier than what he was the okay. last time he left WWE. But it's um, not fat, right? Boy, he, he, what a big boy. Yeah. You know, much different than he, he, before he looked younger, he kind of had a baby face to him and some baby fat on him. He is a big, he's a big fella. Um I and he lasted in the ring for a while. Um, so who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll kick it back to him. I don't think we're gonna see a hurricane again. I don't think we're gonna see Kane. I don't think we're pro- I don't I can imagine we may see Christian in some kind of a special edge and Christian tag team match. Yeah, sure. If there's something that happens, like I'm positive Street Profits would love to get a run at them. Um, as Edge and Christian, or or any number of the the other New teams, Day, Usos, New Day or the Usos, any of those guys would love to take a take a swing at Edge and Christian. And obviously, Christian, he can still go. Yeah. You know, if he's in the Rumble for twenty minutes now, obviously he's not. That's not full work rate and tags and that kind of stuff. But I thought he was just fine. He didn't look unbelievable to me. Now, I know you're not super big on RVD, but yeah. John DeCania was pretty convinced that we were going to get an RVD appearance. And I can, you know, you can see why because they've got him on to do a documentary coming up pretty soon. He is free agent. Um, seemed like they would, you know, pull the trigger here because I don't think they're going to pull the trigger and have him do, you know, a, a match of any kind. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly if they were going to bring him in to do something, I think he could have probably taken that number 23 spot from Hurricane. Hurricane yeah. didn't do much of anything in the match, so RVD could have came out to a pop, but who knows? I mean, I don't know. I don't know Rob is the most reliable worker ever in the planet either, so. Um, I liked the Bobby Lashley and Big E spot where they kind of got into it a little bit. I thought that was good. You know, you're at your IC guy and your US guy, you know, in the middle of the ring facing them. They kept Bobby really strong, though. It took, I have four guys down here. That it took yeah. to eliminate him. So yeah, they kept him strong, and and maybe it's you know, and I I don't have a I I haven't consistently watched WWE for a long period of time. Um, I've been in and out for years, but man, I look at Big E all the time, and I think to myself, man, Big E is a big dude. He's very he's a massive guy. And then man, when Bobby Lashley sized him up, I'm like, Bobby Lashley could eat. <laughs> He's yeah. massive. And then like I had to think back to myself and I'm like, man, Shelton's pretty big too. So it's like there's that Shelton generation, Benjamin generation where the wrestlers were just a little bit bigger. And when Big E came in, they got a little bit smaller and a little more cruiserweight, a little more acrobatic. And obviously he's with two smaller guys too. 
So of yeah. course he looks like a reverse triangle and a massive guy. And man, Bobby Lashley, gosh, what a gross giant dude. Like if they, <laughs> if they gave him a Heyman or something like that and they put him on, I, 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 he could, he could run a title shot for sure. They just, they, there's no mic. He has a Heyman. Yeah. 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 MVP is MVP is good, but man, <laughs> you know what? And they gave him a title shot against drew. Um, it might've been Drew's first feud. It wasn't the first defense because that was big show after yep. Mania. Yeah. But um, it was like one of his first programs right afterwards. But he had Lashley had just hooked up with MVP. It's a different Lashley today. Back then yeah. it was like Lashley coming off of the Lana storyline. The Rusev now, one, which wasn't super popular. No, well, you know what? It actually was a well, huge it was popular ratings draw. For ratings, but, <laughs> but yeah, in general, it was kind of a cringy well, that's us, uh, dedicated marks didn't really love it so yeah. but <laughs> but the mvp um and and lashley storyline and the hurt business and everything that we have now that's a different lashley to put in that in that title match so yeah for sure and, and it was curious that he was the only member of hurt business that came out tonight yeah again same thing almost almost can come out with aj but nobody comes out with bobby that's kind of weird yeah, and two two eliminations by Omos. I can't remember a time when somebody outside of the Royal Rumble had eliminated two people. Um, we saw that tonight. So two people, be- Big E and Rey Mysterio. Big E, yeah. center of the attention. Big E and Rey Mysterio, who you know, he, I mean, kind of a, it would be a real dark horse to win this thing, but you know, one of the more popular upper tier guys. Yeah, so. but I, I don't see us moving into a Rey Mysterio Omos program, and Big E's on the other channel. Yeah. So, so with Ray actually, it didn't feel like it built into any story for AJ. And AJ was somebody that I came out of the Rumble with, still unsure what they're going to do as far as a program goes for him. And you know what, AJ, there's a couple of sequences he had with Edge, and I'm sitting there thinking that's that's the match I probably want to see before these guys both hang it up. For sure. Like it's a you know, coming up in the next six months, but that's that's a program I'd like to see. So yeah. So so. When we move, if we move from that to predictions, I think I think we're going to see Edge Drew, and I think we might see Edge AJ in between. You and do. I, think, okay. I, I I do because I think there's a bunch of legends, and I'm hoping maybe CM Punk is one of them. I mean, CM Punk's obviously gone with with AJ before, but um, that look at the reverence and how he treated the Boneyard match with Undertaker, and there's yeah. a whole bunch of them that are like, you know what? I can get into the ring. That guy can make my old ass look pretty good. We can put a match together and it's, it's a guy that I can trust in the ring that knows his stuff, that knows my stuff. And, and, and is like, you know, I, he might turn into the send off guy, yeah. you know, but yeah, I, think yeah, I watched that. Match. I watched that whole mania 36 last week, uh, the whole show, both nights. Um, and I, I will tell you, I thought that firefly Funhouse match was garbage when I watched it. Yeah, I watched that thing back, and it is really good. If you go, you're, if you you're talking about the Cena storytelling thing. Yeah, if you and and I know it's kind of unrelated, but you said Boneyard, and it brought me there. But yeah, if you go into that thing not expecting a match and expecting you know storytelling and a you know a thing, it's really good. Um, and then on the other side, the Boneyard was just that 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 match is impeccable. So yeah, I I can see where people might be looking at AJ Styles saying, you know, he's the guy I'd like to write one of my final stories with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It, the absolutely. funny thing is he's writing his final story too. Well, he's yeah, he's not too far behind all of them either. Yeah. You know, he's been wrestling for a long time. So. Now, uh, 
Um, so you got Seth Rollins making a return here. Braun Strowman's really, a, I mean, he kind of returned on Friday night, but he also made his big return. He hasn't been seen since the day after Survivor Series. Um, so those are some big players that are re-entering the fray here for the march to WrestleMania. Dominic Mysterio got a <laughs> Dominic Mysterio got his uh, elimination over King Corbin, and then immediately got tossed out by Bobby Lashley in a very definitive way. Yeah. Um, and then you know it came down to it. You know the Miz, he he came out. He destroyed some of Bad Bunny's equipment that they left behind. Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny, and uh, Snoop Dogg, I guess, is the the uh, comparison everybody's going to make from here on out. Yeah, and I felt like Bad Bunny's splash. Oh, I think you froze. Off the top ropes was much. Got me back. We're back. Okay. You froze and then I got kicked out. So now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Life is good. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for bearing with us for that. Yep. 10, 20 seconds. <laughs> But uh, so, I mean, in general, that's the rumble. I mean, Edge is your winner. Who do you think you mentioned? You think Edge versus Drew? Yeah, I think um, Edge versus Drew makes a lot more sense. I think there's more unfinished business within the SmackDown roster over there. And I think that I think the reason why they did this Goldberg Drew thing in the middle of this thing was so that he could clean slate segue into a new program. Mm -hmm. And it feels to me like there's more meat on the bone as far as what's going on over on the SmackDown side, then where you go with Drew next. And yeah. Edge seems like a natural, I mean, Randy's there too, right? Yeah. You got a whole bunch of other stories on Raw that you can feed him through and a bunch of people running their mouth on the mic than you can in SmackDown, which is kind of devoid of that for him, really. Well, here's something else um, that I just kind of thought of. Last year, we had all this build for Roman and Goldberg. Uh, we were going to see Spear versus Spear. Maybe we still will. Oh, Maybe it could be. be You're you going to see Spear versus Spear on the other side of it? Sure. Yeah, happen. you know, it's sometimes when that when uh, when the book of McMahon has something uh, written down, you don't want to move away from it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a way to I don't know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of who's going to bring the biggest draw into Tampa for a live crowd for the first time in, like, forever. So, you know, I think I, – I don't know. I – I don't think they have a problem selling those seats. I got. I, I really think that they're 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 going to be probably focused on bringing some people to Peacock. I think. I I don't think that selling if they sell fifteen thousand seats, I think they're gone within ten minutes. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I would agree, just based on the you know the state of the world and stuff, for sure, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think if I'm Edge, if I had to choose, I think Drew's kind of a hotter commodity too. Like he's yeah. been around the ring when Roman was rolling around and like Drew was there during that period of time too. It's funny because I went back and I started with the 2010 Rumbles and watched through and a young Drew McIntyre came mm -hmm. out and one of them ones as the chosen one and you thought it was going to be a big deal and it just wasn't a big deal. So. He, it, it, it took him leaving and coming back, but yeah, um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm glad he did because man, does he, is he, I think he's really good now. So Yep. Yep. I would agree. All right, yeah. So, so Edge and Bianca Belair again—they are the big winners. Anything else on the Rumble you think, Travis, that we need to hit before we close the book on it? I think that's that's it. I didn't, I didn't, 
you know, it, it didn't feel like there was a whole ton of stories that developed out of the rumble and the inside of the rumble or anything like that, or any big spots, but I'm sure they'll, they'll pick and choose some different things to go with. Um, I, it was, a, it was, I thought overall the, the rumble itself um, was better than last year's. Then again, you didn't oh my God. First, yeah. first 13 getting eliminated by one guy who was the champion. So when, Oh my God. When we got down to 30 and I'm like, I got, I kind of forgot about Braun Strowman. We're down at 30. And I'm like, Oh my God, Lesnar's going to come out. Lesnar's going to come out and mm-hmm, ruin my night. <laughs> yeah. Well, so when Rollins came out at 29, I was like, Oh, there's only Braun left. Yeah. You know, so I was, it was safe at that point. But yeah, when Cesaro was out at 28, I'm like, Oh, there's two left. We're going to see somebody show up. And yeah. Well, I want to thank people for tuning in. We had actually really good participation for our first ever post show. I think yeah, thanks a lot. Of concept. Yeah, yeah. I love to love to have you guys chiming in. Appreciate your your posts and the you know the, it's nice that John runs the you know he's kind of the showman there that runs the the talking feeds and stuff and the people chiming in for the show is is really cool. It's good. Yeah. Um, a couple of things before we get out of here, just so you know, if there's new people listening, I want to tell you about some other things that we do. Um, you can join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. Uh, on this show, we talk about scripted sports. On that show, they talk to you about non-scripted sports. They, so they're going to take you through the world of sports on that show. kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer each Friday. And then we also have a second wrestling show, or maybe this is the second show. This was at the Essential Wrestling Podcast was the first. Um, and I'll be hosting that this week. For episode 39, uh, it's got John Smith and John DeCani, who some of you have seen chiming in. We also have Gary Maheffi. Travis does a run-in once in a while. Al Carl's the primary host, but he has got real-life things going on, so he's got to deal with that. But we have episode 39 coming up this Tuesday at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then our show, this one that you're watching now, Daily Wrestling News Show, typically a morning show. It will be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., with Nelio Cuomo Costa of Coastal Championship Wrestling. They have a whole bunch of shows coming up, including one in Nashville, Tennessee, where with, uh, with Brian Cage, who's actually going to be teaching some of their guys a seminar in the afternoon, and then they got a live show in the in the evening. He'll be facing Casey uh, Navarro, KC Navarro, as opposed to Kate and Casey Catanzaro. Right. Different Very people. Different. Yep. Um, so it should be a good show with him tomorrow. Uh, Nelio is a ball of fun. It always sounds like he's had 12 cups of coffee. So. Yeah. He's a great time. Every time he's on, I listen to him a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. And, uh, and it's nice to get a great job guys from Tempe Smith, <laughs> Tempe Smith, uh, good wind down. I agree. Sometimes it's hard to come down from, a, from watching a pay-per-view. So yeah, I w- it was weird. I didn't know if I was going to make it through. Like I felt like when the women's rumble was over, I was like, my gosh, there's another match and there's another rumble to go. Like I had a lot of adrenaline going. So yeah, it's nice to be able to do this. I'll probably be able to hit the, hit the pillow and go right to sleep. So, yep. And it was funny Travis and I, I was like, talking to him earlier. I'm like, we're going to have a half hour worth of stuff to talk about. Well, we did. We had a full hour here. Um, <laughs> it turns out, you know, I was at dynamite when, when sting came out, Travis and I talked for two hours as a drum just because just with sting walking out, we had enough to talk about. So Absolutely. clearly with the rumble, we could get an hour, you know, mm-hmm. of good conversation. So thanks Travis. Um, anything else before we get out of here? Nope. That's it. I'm excited to see what happens with Monday night now. So we'll, we'll definitely probably see edge coming out and Randy and the rest of the gang and, I don't know what happened. Maybe the fiend is really dead. Who knows? Well, it's been a minute since uh, since 
uh, we've had full uh, support on this show of saying, I can't wait to see what happens on Monday. Yes. So, you know, yeah, yes, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks for watching and uh, take it easy. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you.